everybody, welcome back to Roosters in Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual conversation. We're talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's special teams week. Special teams, okay, baby. Row. What could be better than that? Who Nothing. doesn't love you special teams? Right? You guys played for a coach that said the punt is the most important Most, I mean, that's, that's how we grew up. <laughs> or we were brought up as youngsters. The yeah. punt is the most important play in football. So th- true. Why is that, Justin? Why do they say that? I don't know. Because I know? didn't think it was the most important play <laughs> in football. You don't think a quarterback who's throwing TDs out there is going to say, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That punt is way more important Hold than on, what give I just me, uh, Give me two runs up the middle and then play action. We'll punt this out of here. That sounds Field great. position, man. Yeah, well, that's that, what that's, it's about. That's why, right? And it's also... It's, but if you have an offense that can actually move the ball and do some stuff, you don't have to really play the field But there's a lot of things that can go wrong because now i got to snap a ball 15 yards back. i got to block people. There's a a lot of communication on the line, right? That well, I got to Yeah, down you would know more about that. I never blocked for a. But partner. here's what you do when you when like this is actually my failure as a as an athlete as a football player. Like I hated special teams, so when I was at the Air Force Academy, I I long snapped right, but then I didn't play anything else except from beginning of my freshman year. I played I played special teams, but then once I was starting, I didn't play anymore. Then I got to Ohio State, and I was like, okay, you're gonna be on punt, mm-hmm. and. I remember my first punt rep, like, it was just dog crap, right? <laughs> so guess who never got on punt ever again, right? Huh, so I feel like you might have done that on purpose. Yeah, like, kind of, probably, I don't know. Probably. But, I, but, you know, to the point being that it was a detriment to me going into the league mm-hmm. because I wish I had that skill set of yeah. being a really good special teamer because, again, it's not the identity of being a linebacker, not your position, but D-line, linebackers. Yeah. We all can add value on special teams, and the more value that you could add to a ball club, the greater opportunity okay. you have at yeah. playing the, the yeah. position that you want to play, yeah. right? So I, I messed that one up on me. But anyway, special teams week. It's when you got special. to the league, I mean, did they you have you doing teams. every – I mean, yeah, you oh, played yeah, special teams. Special like teams. You, you, you got no choice, right? You learned yeah. how to do it, and you, you made and, it happen. Right, and that's the mean. It really is the means to the end, right? So I'm gonna go be a look at John Simon. Like he gets his crack in the league. Yep. He's starting on special teams, then he gets into the right situation. Yep. Then he starts starting. He had a great year in Indy. For some reason, they didn't keep him. Boom! Then he finds his way into New England. Now yep. he's just starting well, outside. Nate Edmer up there's made a living off of yeah. playing special Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. Right? Then you got uh, Jake McQuaid, right? Long yeah. snapper in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. he's been doing it for like. 12 years now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. but I mean, again, at the end of the day, you know, it's always about how do I add value as a football player, not mm-hmm. how do I add value as a linebacker? Quarterback position, again, yeah. different, right? That's yeah. all they do. Yeah, no doubt. But it's like, in every, all the other 21 spots, like, how do I, how do I add value? And that's why talking about the special teams is so important because I'll, I'll explain why later. So keep continuing. <laughs> this is uh, Justin Zwick and Anthony Schlegel, by the way. Right, I'm no, I'm gonna, I'm so we, we, we jumped right so into much, it. So I'm much excitement about special teams. Can't I control it. And I always, I always thought that was so funny just to hear that sort of trestleism that mm-hmm. the punt is so important. I mean, I, it's a complicated play, and it, it does cover a lot of ground. Every play in football is important. Sammy, but right? it's just nuts, especially because you don't even want to punt in the first place. No, but it's almost like... The offenses that we ran back then were almost like that's what they wanted to do. Field I mean, position and defense. I mean, they wanted to go score, but yeah, they wanted to play great defense and they wanted to win the field position game. And if something happened good on offense, great. If not, you know, we're okay punting it. And we had good punters back in those times. Like, you know, we still do today, but, uh, you know, that's just his philosophy and that's one of a lot of football games. So. You know, field so, position, man, and it's a lot easier to pick and choose like what an offense is going to do when you got them pinned, right? So they talk about, yeah. and it goes back to the, the the numbers. You know, 
if if the team has a has the ball and they're inside the forty coming in, you know, going your yep. way, right? Here's our likelihood. And again, it's like, okay, listen, if we have a great defense and we're gonna play ball control and we know that the team that wins the rushing battle, mm-hmm. the team that wins the turnover battle, and the team that wins the, the field position battle. Yeah. Usually like, wins the game. Usually wins the game. Mm-hmm. Or right? if you get one blocked punt, what that yeah. means. Like that there's yeah. Urban had all these stats when he was here with the special teams. Right. Sort of what you're talking to with the successive drives, what it means to block one punt, block, block one field goal. I mean that dude was as invested in special teams. Like yeah. tr- we talk about Trestle and the value of the punt. Urban was as locked in on special teams and finding edge there as anybody. I think what he did was he took the special teams mentality juice meter Mm -hmm. to another level right like we talked about how important it was but i can honestly tell you the way that we trained special teams under coach meyer was different than how we trained it with tress and right wrong or indifferent but i think he kind of embodied the sense of urgency in the impact of what great special teams play can do especially in big-time games, right, in big-time environments. And that's why he was so focused on it. And consequently, you've had a lot of guys leave here that are really good football players that started as really good special teamers, of which this year we have one of our best receivers, Chris Olave, is that type of guy. Mm -hmm. Predecessor, Terry McLaurin, right, like et cetera, et cetera. So the kids know the value. And I think it sets them up for a, for the long haul in their professional career as to knowing how do I how do I make a roster? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that might have been different when in our time there. Like, I don't think guys were looking at special teams like Schlegs. You know, he didn't want to be on special teams. Like, that was something. That if you were playing and you were starting, you didn't want to think of that. Now they're seeing that happen more, where these guys maybe start out there and they're doing really good on special teams and they start getting some more playing time and then they go to the league and they just yep. continue to make it because they can do extra things and they can, and they go hard at it. And I think it put a more of an emphasis on, hey, we got to be more well-rounded of athletes to do a little bit more out here to make ourselves look better down the road when, when we get our job interview in the, in the profession we want. I think there was a mindset too, Schlegs. You can you remember this. He's Urban and Ryan Day are not the only coaches to ever do this. Maybe Trestle did the same thing. I don't remember. But they called them starting jobs on special teams. Right. You're the starting gunner. That's a position that Devin Smith really wanted. You were talking about the guys that have passed it down. Devin Smith, Terry McLaurin, Chris Olave. I mean, those guys, Jeff Okuda did it. Those guys really, yes. really yes. wanted. I don't think San Antonio Holmes was doing a gunner. <laughs> yeah, no, because it was like, okay, they treated it as if it was, you know, the starting unit that's the third mm-hmm. one and not a punishment to yeah. be lined up on special teams. Yeah, it was a big-time deal. I remember when we had – um. Friday walkthrough and they called up you know they called up the special team like you know number one ranger whatever whatever yeah. the case may be like everybody yeah now and it wasn't like a fake clap it was like yeah like they, like they took a lot of pride in being that guy right as you're Mel going Tucker through had him going ready to rock back yeah. in the day. and so you know that's I think they've understood where the value is and just like what they did and trusted this too like and I Tress was always a big guy. Like the university is bigger than one person, and the and the team is bigger than one individual person. And he always did a phenomenal job of talking about the walk on guys, the scout team, like just like we have right now. We have a scout team, offensive, defensive player of the week. We have a scout team, special team player of the week, right? And we have the special teams, and they're showing clips of guys just getting giving all out effort. But what they've really done that I really like is they are starting to teach the concept and the why as to what. 
the technique that I use as a gunner or in kickoff and stemming somebody is equivalent to me doing this mm -hmm. as a running back, yep, right? Gotcha. And the way that I kick back and engage a guy here is the same way that I, as a Mike linebacker, am taking away the inside leverage and making a, a one-way go instead of a two-way go on a running back when I'm covering them past coverage, right? Mm -hmm. So they're able to start teaching these concepts and the why as to as you get really good at this special teams position, you're going to be not only you're going to be better at yeah. your position wherever it is that you play. Now here's the other thing. I think with Urban and what he did, right, making an emphasis on the winter conditioning and where you are on the board, they understand that every rep is a game rep, right? Preparation stops from the foot, it's the ball. So young guys now, ever since really 2012, and I can only speak recently because I obviously wasn't with Tress at the end, at the end there, yeah. but most recent memory – Every opportunity that you have to compete and perform in front of your coach is an opportunity. So they see that, man, if I can go win a starting job on special teams and I continue to practice my absolute face off, I have more likelihood of getting that nod if the starter goes down mm -hmm. than somebody that's not on special teams because I've had more eyeballs on mm -hmm. me and they trust me more than the guy that's just yeah, a backup, yeah. right? Like. That is an emphasis now, and I think that's really why we're having all this turnover, all these guys able to step up and make big impacts on special teams. I'm sure that people wondered if we could do a real full show on special teams, but... <laughs> we're doing it. We're I, mean, I almost coffee. broke out my punting stats well, from back in the day. I had, <laughs> you I had, had a quick I remember. I had a couple pinned yes. inside the 10, I so think. <laughs> you really started this whole thing. Cam Johnson, Drew yeah, Christman. It, it, it all started with... It all Zick started right and, here with Justin. In the deep shotgun. In the deep shotgun. Getting inside the, We've come a long you know, way. I don't. I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields with any with any quick kicks coming anytime soon. <laughs> well, uh, that offense doesn't punt the ball very much. That's so true. They're just scoring touchdowns. You know, so we don't have to spend a lot of time because there's a returning punter. He's one of the best in the country. Yeah. He could have gone to the NFL. Yeah. He thought. Yeah, about we got it. a punter thinking about going to the NFL. That means yeah, how good he he's is. Set, he's Drew, good. Drew Chrisman, uh, Blake Hobiel. He's going to be the kicker. He's there's, legit. Yeah. There's Both no. There's no uh, uncertainty there. Hit that big 55-yarder, second mm -hmm. longest in school history at Northwestern last year. He didn't that miss anything over 40 yards last did year. Did not. Did he? he missed a cut. He was 13 he missed or 15. missed two inside of 40, right? Yep. Uh, so it's impressive. But, you know, that's always the question is that if you get in a close game, mm -hmm. is your kicker going to deliver? I think Blake Hobiel has, has answered that. Yeah. I won't even make you guys talk about kicking and punting. But from the return game aspect. I'm amazing at kicking and punting. What do you want to know? <laughs> There's a plant leg. Don't even yet. Ang angle. Legs, I, I don't know what you might hurt if you try and kick a ball. Angle. My shoelaces. <laughs> he right? doesn't even have Holding. on. Laces out. That's all, yeah. that's all I know. Laces La out, Dan. Laces out, Dan. Just know he doesn't even have on the, the big work boots this I week. Know. I'm really shaken by this. Carhartt must not be returning those calls or something. No, or Rocky it is in, no, it's it Rocky in the checks from two it weeks ago. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. So I already worked out this morning, and then, of course, in our shop, there's no AC, and it was leg day, so I had them on there, but I sweated so much I believe that my boots were You need to be hydrated. Where's your water? Like, Hydration is well, key I've been, success. You know, well, I, I am well hydrated, but okay. All know, right. I'm just I, making I like sure, just checking on you. Just but no, that's real. That's why I don't have them on. And I changed my clothes because yeah. I was soaked. Thank you. And I got, you know, look, look what I got. I mean, I got some tri t-shirt. Nice shirt, shirt yeah. Rose, no super doubt. snazzy, kind of salmon. The original looking. throwback logo. I love it. Yeah. All yeah, right. I so, mean, all right, keep talking. We're, here's the most unbelievable thing. Uh, it, every year now, we're talking about it. I don't know that there is ever going to be a kickoff return for a touchdown again with the rules changing. Yeah. Kickoff might not exist, but that's been since 2010. Jalen Marshall in 2014, the last punt return for a touchdown. 
how does this happen where Ohio State, with the, one of the most talented, if not the most talented roster of skill players in the country, can't find somebody to field a punt, number one, consistently, and then take it back to the crib? I don't understand it. I don't understand, understand either because I'm thinking back like we had some punt returns when we were there. I mean, we had Teddy Ginn. He was good. good. He was good. Uh, he returned some punts. It is amazing with the emphasis put on special teams now. And we've talked about how people want to be on these, you know, this and that and the other. And to not have somebody take one back to the house with the athletes that are back there that should be able to make plays happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know why that that is a four, fourteen was the last yeah, one punt return. So, like, what do you, I mean? What do you what do you think is the reasoning behind that? Well, I think one is. That's tough. I mean, if you start to, if you start to, let, let's go through the rationale of it, right? So, I'm gonna go back to seventeen eighteen defense, not very good, right? So they probably weren't a ton of punts like that you could actually return, right? So when you have really good defenses, you have more opportunities to get a punt that you can actually yeah, midfield control or midfield and actually take back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one, it's the opportunity to. Two, I don't necessarily know where the, the, the punting average is, where people trust in their punters. Like, we've been very blessed to have great special teams at Ohio State yeah. from a kicker, long snapper, punter perspective for quite some time, right? Mm-hmm. So we trust those guys to go do their job. Other schools don't. So they're mm-hmm. angling, punting. Yeah, they're rugby. Yeah. With the introduction of the rugby. Yeah. I, I would rugby, say a yeah. lot of it has to do with the introduction of the bear rugby punt, right? Very difficult to field, yeah. very difficult to block and return. You know, as things have progressed in the game of football, stuff like returning a punt for a touchdown returning a kickoff for a touchdown you know the high booming punts are kind of like a thing in the past i guess because you got these guys running we're not sure if they're going to take off they're going to run it or kick it and then you're trying to get it off the bounce which i mean that's not easy to do when you got guys running at you so that may have a lot to do yeah i mean again as as the game evolves right just like with the kickoff return if they're like okay you guys are going to start like we saw with the xfl you're going to start from here and you go do this you have a more likelihood of returning one like that because i can get a man for a man Mm -hmm. it's just man blocking all the way around but if they're going to where okay now i can fair catch i mean obviously Listen, if you kick one and it hits the goal line and the guy gets 20, I just lost five yards. I'll take the free five, right? Yeah. Unless I trust my guys to be able to go do their do their job. But then the, the, the critical component is every rep is a great rep. So as they go back in 95% of the time, they're not returnable or we're going to fair catch it. But it's that one time in three games that I actually got to go block my dude and yeah. I don't block my dude mm-hmm. and now the guy gets back there. Yeah, right? so and then I just so lost my to, job. Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought he threw the hand up. Oh, dang it. Yeah, exactly. see that on film tomorrow. Yep, 100%. Yeah. So all those things kind of go into it. But as the game's evolved, it's just not going to happen. But that being said, the dude that needs to be back there is Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Poof David Copperfield. What else do you, you got? You think that's the guy? I mean, McCall's been somebody that we hear about every year coming into the season that is going to have more of a role in the offense, more of this or that or the other. I mean, I think it's got to be his last year, right? It is. I think longtime uh, listeners and watchers of Letterman Live will know what I'm about to say, and it's just not going to be tomorrow, McCall. Yeah. It's just he's had chance after chance. There's been some things in his control and some things out of his control. Mm-hmm. Injuries uh, set him back early. There's been other stuff with practice habits and consistency, and then he's put the ball on the ground in meaningful opportunities, especially in the rivalry on a kickoff. You yep. can't, you just can't do it. Yep. And I think that you des- you mentioned this. You mess up that one rep, that yep. key rep, especially when it's in that game well, and that magnified, that's always going to stick in the mind of the coaching staff. Well, and there's and four other guys chomping at the bit to get out there that are just as good of an athlete. Like, I understand, and Beanie has been, every time, Beanie and Evan both they love Tomorrow McCall, mm-hmm. we've got to get this guy on the field. A lot of teammates that have watched him, got to get him on the field. He's electric. Well, we've seen him. Yeah. 
I mean, guess who else is electric? Garrett yeah, Wilson, yeah. Jameson Williams. A lot of the other guys on the I office. mean, there's a lot of cats. Yeah, a lot of cats. Cameron Martinez just showed up. Mookie Como Cooper. Stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like you get permanent free reign. You know, you're a senior. You're just going to get mm-hmm. to go do it. They're recruiting the best kids in the country. Right. The competition has only got more difficult for DeMario. So if I didn't think that a year ago, I certainly don't think it now. Well, the biggest thing, too, is like, you know, the opportunities he's, that he's been given. And I, I talk to my kids about this all the time. Like, every time you go out there, you have an opportunity to make an impression, right? And over the summation of his career, like, we kind of know. You all of a sudden get put in that box of we know what this guy is capable yeah. of, right? So then we're going to be going looking for this one, right? Mm-hmm. But it's why every time I, I play first base, boom, strike to catch, catch my eye. Like, every time I do that rep, I got to do it at an elite level. Why? So when called upon in the game, two outs, I can make the play, Right. But again, if you go out there, we put you out there to go make the play, and you don't make the play, then we're going to go to the next best guy because that's what you do at Ohio State, right? right? So again, it doesn't matter who's going to be back there. The biggest thing is don't turn the ball over, and when you got to play, go make the play, right? Like if we got it set up, like you can't waste the home run opportunities. And I remember there's a couple times last year where we had an edge and we didn't get to the edge, right? We did like trust what we're doing. But you know what? Guess who else we got back now? Kerry Combs and Kerry probably. Boom, special teams guy. Like, the guy has so much juice on it, like, he can take that. Yeah. You know, he can take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know he's defensive coordinator, but he's going to have his handprint on the juice meter. Well, and he's also going to be able to tell these cats firsthand. Yeah. This is how you make a team in the NFL. Exactly. You get on these things and you play your heart out and you show everybody what you can do there and then when you get on the field for the defense or the offense. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, there might be the bad news portion of the show. We're talking about what's happening with teams shutting down. This what was- teams? All right, talk about it. I don't even know. We're going to break. Okay. We're going to go to break. You're going to eat a little bit. You're going to feel better. giving us the break. We're going to be right back on Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. Ah! Hey, everybody. Welcome into Roosters, my favorite spot on Olentangy River Road. A fun, casual update with our good friend Nicole Cox. It's July, and we've got... Some special promotions going out to get people out and enjoying the good food here. What do we got coming? So we're very, very excited about this. We've been wanting to do this, you know, ever since all of this change has kind of started. Um, We are doing a thank you celebration to everyone. Um, To us, everybody in the community is a hero. Truly a hero. Um, From moms and dads to first responders, healthcare workers, everyone to us is a hero. So we want to thank everyone and all of our loyal guests for their being on generous support during these difficult times um, and so we're doing that by offering 20% off for dine-in and carry-out to everyone every Tuesday in July so you come in and basically it's a day we just want to celebrate everyone celebrate all the heroes show our appreciation to the community and we're doing that by offering 20% off I like that it's both because some people still aren't ready to go out and eat and that's mm-hmm. fine so the carryout's been working got the online ordering going yes but you guys have also been doing because we've been in here now for i don't know five or six weeks inside table spaced out all the servers wearing masks like it it, we've been staying on the patio which that's always open come sit out here if you can like yes so you guys have all those bases covered to get people any way that they want out here we we are doing the best we can we're following the guidelines we are going above and beyond with sanitation um and we just appreciate everyone just bearing with us through all of this (laughs) and their support because it's a it's a change for everyone so we thought we'd add some excitement and throw some celebration in there (laughs) We really want this to be a celebration of everyone. And so, yeah, every Tuesday in July, 20% off to everyone. 
and you still got, you know, the golf tournament might be coming up. Roosters Foundation still trying to find ways to stay active. We and are. Very interesting. We really time. are. Um, we are. We've decided we are still going to have our annual charitable event um, of the golf outing, and um, we've gotten the same sponsors we've had every year. And a huge thank you to all of them. So they've been wonderful, and we will see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to look different. Hey, we all have to get creative right now, but it's really awesome what's going on here. July Tuesdays, don't miss it. Uh, we're obviously here on Mondays, but uh, if you can't join us, come the next day. It might be better that way anyway, a little bit cheaper and save some money and still get the same great food. Nicole, always great to catch up. Come uh, take advantage of that at Roosters, a fun casual joint all month of July. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters, a fun casual conversation. For the first time, the big man's back. We bulked up. Doug Worthington's, he's here. We know the size here, but now we've got Michael Bennett. We're going to get a real defensive line growing here at yeah. some point. Uh, Mike, uh, it's good to see you. I wish you were still in the league. It's good to be back. I'm, you know, I, I was ready to be done. <laughs> okay. You know. ready but it's good to be back. I, I missed everybody. There you go. Miss you well, too. tell them what you're doing. You're doing what? You're finishing what? Thank you. Finishing up my degree. I only took a quick 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> finished up my degree, and then I decided, you know, it took 10 years for the first degree. I should go get a couple more. Okay. So I'm studying uh, for the LSAT. And nice. Going to see what law school has to offer. Perfect. There you go. Smart man. And the GMAT. Well, I don't want to tell everything. You, you can do a JD MBA. Hey, you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Do not call my man MBZ. No. <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of schooling. Um, but he got, I mean, I liked this guy being a defensive lineman, watching him grow up. Um, and I, I told him we didn't reach out as much as we probably should as his old heads. But uh, he had a great career and, you know, sad that it's in. But, you know, your head is on straight. So that's awesome. I appreciate that, Much man. power to you. Definitely. It was, it was great, you know, just to, I remember getting the insight from you as a player. You always explained it well. That's why I really wanted you to help out as much as you could once you got back. But you came in and sat down. You're like, oh, Schlegs is coming? I just got a feeling there must be some stories in the works <laughs> with you and you and Schlegs. Schlegs, Schlegs is my it. guy, you know. <laughs> I, I remember him from <laughs> freshman year to to once Coach Meyer got there. I, uh, Schlegel was was one of my favorite coaches of all time. Why is that? Why? Why? Because you're a nutcase. <laughs> exactly. You're a crazy person. That's all it is. That's it. I want to like it. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Crazy person, but a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been yeah. there before, so mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome to have a coach like him. Yeah. I can imagine, man. I had him as a player. I That's can't right. imagine what that was like. Man. It was. A, I mean, it's one of the, I was telling you, man. We had all these guys with these long hairs, these linebackers. AJ, him, and Bobby. Mm -hmm. Personalities all different. Um, but it was funnest to see them work and how they bonded. Um, as a young guy, I didn't really get a chance to play with them, but just to yeah. see those guys kind of allure was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. you know, it was cool. And that's the beauty of like coaching, right? And in coaching is watching like Michael when he first comes in, and then what does he need, right? The art of coaching is having a relationship, understanding what the guy has to do to be able to compete, right? But then also being able to work with him when he's when he's starting and he's on the field and like, hey, I got this that's banged up, I got that. Right. Great, we're gonna do it. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're mm -hmm. gonna switch things up. And at the end of the day, all we want to want them to do is succeed, but also put them in events, create friction in the weight room so friction. that they understand where they can go. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know the depths of which you can go in the weight room, how are you ever going to know where you're going to do it on the field, right? There is no on and off switch, right? So that's why the culmination of a strength coach and into the football always works. But I knew that as a player, right. and I know that that's the stuff that we want to give to excuse me, the young guys that we were able to coach and Mike definitely took advantage of all those things and, and had a phenomenal career. And it's awesome to, you know, like Doug is doing right now and like I have done, um, once once the cheering stops and you're out of the league and you're done playing football, yeah. what is your identity, right? Like that's the mm -hmm. one thing nobody talks about. Like it literally takes four to five years right. to figure out your identity. Yeah. And 
to kudos to what Michael is doing and the fact that, all right, boom, I graduated, right? Two, I'm going to go get another degree because he has a lot of skill set that we all do of being right. professional athletes that nobody else in the world has, right? Being a teammate, right. leadership, servant mentality, able to articulate and talk to one another regardless of race, socioeconomic status. Like, guess what? A lot of people don't have that opportunity, mm -hmm. right? The, the ability to grind. But then you go back and say, listen, I got these other attributes, but I want to get a different kind of skill set. I want to enhance my toolbox. And you do that through different degrees, right? And then you take full advantage of what your work has been able to do for you. And that is the NFL trust and different things that the NFL provides for you to go back and get an MBA oh, yeah. or a you know, Massive, a lot of great. Right? Yeah. How do you follow up slags when he just goes so in depth with all oh, those details? So much he puts the I'm finding different ways to agree I'm with him. I'm just saying, man, like, good job, <laughs> great job. Um, you gotta learn that you're not. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Slag so I mean, just the levels of uh, what we've been through as as athletes, um, that team camaraderie, and uh, it's the fact that you have just just different bodies of work that knows what it takes to get there, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and every intricate detailed point to to be able to translate on the football field, but now into another career so yes uh, slag said it five years six years seven years and some people still don't figure it out right. nope. um the athletes going into another uh field uh we kind of yearn for those same attributes uh as the, the locker room kind of showed us yep. to be able to be around a group of people and be able to have like a common goal and to win it together it doesn't really happen that much mm -hmm. in the next next uh season of your life but um the fact of the matter is to have those traits and to be able to perform them and to be able to like really, really work hard and know what it takes, uh, it definitely translates. I'm excited for you. So yep. I appreciate it. I was, Enjoy that process. I was lucky because I think it, it takes the right people around you to let you know that those traits you picked up at football are going to translate to right. the business world or whatever right. world you do after. Because a lot of times, you know, it's hard to see, okay, how does me being coached this way, how is that going to translate to sitting in an office or something like that? But it's because most people don't know how to be coached or led or right. have a boss who does something this way. And as a football player, you know, you've got a lot of different coaching styles that right. you, you encounter every single day. A lot of different personalities. So, I mean – <laughs> having a boss that comes up to you and says something wild to you yeah. isn't even going to phase you. You're like, well, what? Sure. Yeah, 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 I got you. You know what all Coach Myers I'm not sure. There's a lot, like, of, a lot of Coach Myers. Yeah, I mean, man, that guy just got... What's the boss going to tell me? Yeah. about, bro? That nothing. So, <laughs> give me the mission, I'll go get it. Right. And so, yeah. I think for me, you know, I, I'm sure you guys encountered the same thing is once you really, truly look that football career in the eye and see mm -hmm. that it's, you know, it's dying or it's dead and have to reimagine yourself well, in so. some other capacity, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. having having the right people around you to talk to you and tell you, you know, listen, man, these are the skills you picked up in football, right. and these are the how they directly translate to so many other aspects of life. It's like, oh, well, what are we talking about? I'm, I'm right. ready for this. Yep, mm -hmm. Let me for go, sure. Give me a big challenge, yeah. Yeah. and I'll, I'll go get it. I'm not just saying this because he's here and he's, and he's helping out today, but I, I really think, Mike, that you were one of the most – underrated contributors to that 14 team uh the impact you had was was phenomenal i see the trophy on your arm right there you yeah. gotta put it yeah i i know that you don't care about this stuff but i think when we get into these all decade teams and we had that argument a few weeks ago about the all buckeyes against all big 10 i never feel like you get enough credit for what you did so i just want to say that as part of the show because you were phenomenal to cover and watch that year i appreciate it man i know i know doug will tell you schlegel doesn't have this mentality yeah. but if you're a d tackle you're not <laughs> you know you're there to grind it's right. it's it shouldn't be if everything's perfect then yeah you're aaron donald and People are writing magazines about right, you, right. but you're there to let the linebacker go run over top and go make the play. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you can't be that person looking after the limelight and all that kind of stuff. You, you got to get your you got to get your your kicks from just beating the crap out of the man in front of you, <laughs> right. or not getting the crap beat out of you by the two people trying to get you. So, I mean, that's just it comes with the territory. Be careful talking about Schlegel's mindset like that. You don't want to get him going. <laughs> hey, I know how Schlegel was. You probably like, hey, just Listen, take the double the first team. Off, just take the no, double team. no, I had to go take the double team <laughs> so that AJ would come around. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just. Do your job, right? right? Do, your, Do job. your job well, man. And wh- whenever, whenever called upon, right, I'm going to respond to the level which we've been trained. Exactly. So if I got to go take, you know how the league is, like you played a 3-4. No, it's going to take the double team off the D-lineman, yeah, right? It's, so, it's, I mean, it's a completely it's, different ball game. You know is, what I mean? Right. So it's like at the end of the day, everybody's got to go do their job. And I tell you what, that 14-year defensively, man, it was, it was really, really special. It was. All right, so. I think that this is a team right down the street that has national title aspirations, can easily win it. They're back to practice. They're walkthroughs. They've got 20 hours. All of this stuff is so weird. Mm, so I mean, weird. You know, Rutgers and Michigan State shut down entirely over the weekend. Why? They had six positive tests at Michigan State and two staffers, and now the NCAA is suggesting that with contact tracing, which is basically an entire team at this point, that 14 days you got to shut it down. I don't see how there's a way forward at this point. Ohio State is on track. They're doing everything that they need to do. But to look at the big picture right now with the way that they're attacking walkthroughs and training camp on the 7th, and you have everything completely under control in Columbus, but two members of the Big Ten can't even practice right now. I'm just having a hard time seeing the path forward. Yeah, do you, uh, you know, push the season back just because those guys got quarantined for 14 weeks. Um, the, the biggest thing when it comes down to camaraderie, we talk about, you know, uh, Michigan State, um, what's my guy named, the, the, the new head coach? Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. He actually recruited me with uh, Mike uh, Mike Daniels, man. Rest, is pe- rest in peace. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, in the beginning of that, that transition into this, everybody has questions, everybody has doubts. You know, for you being a young coach trying to have those guys rally behind you, you need some camaraderie. You need to be in there. And the fact that you guys got to disperse for another 14 days. Yeah. Now, what does that look like? Is there Zoom accounts going crazy? Are they doing different things in their, in their living rooms? Are they getting with position coats and just going over schemes? There's a way that you can get good, you know, outside of the facility, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as getting contact. And contact has to happen right Mike yeah. like when it comes down to the inside of things uh, we, we don't get all the glory right we take on the double teams we're spitting on each other I was talking I was talking about Mike I remember, I remember playing against like Indiana and like the running back had my contact on his face like it happens like yeah. that so it's one of those things where we have to appreciate uh, what we're trying to accomplish in a pandemic right this has never happened before I'm sorry for the guys who have the deal with this because there's a lot of mental things that goes into the fact that you can't have this routine and some uh, normalcy you know those kids have to be locked up in a bubble every everybody who comes in contact has to be checked and get their little thing on their on their forehead and just everything is different right now so we got to appreciate it but at the end of the day it's going to be very hard to have some normalcy it's going to be very hard to any type of sports without like trying to weigh out all the options so it's, it's tough um i hope yep. we have it even for my high school kids i don't know about it but it is uh, it's a challenging challenging time go ahead i'm gonna throw a different spin on it please i work from i'm working backwards from the conclusion of we are not gonna not have ohio state football okay so i don't know what that's gonna look like maybe rutgers says we can't do it fine ohio state will play whoever they got to play to make it up, sure. Ohio State. Sisters of the poor, they're playing. <laughs> Whoever it is. <laughs> Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I do not I, – I can't imagine a world where Ohio State does not play college football. So, you know, what, whatever they have to do to get to that conclusion, to get to that, that final situation, they're going to figure it out. 
Um, I don't know what Michigan State's doing. I don't know what that is, yeah. what that is. But going into football, you like Doug just said, you're gonna get it. If somebody's got it, you're gonna get it. Yeah. And it's you know about accepting that and getting the systems in place that okay, if someone does get it, what do we do? Yeah. How do we get that kid safe? How do we help them? Uh, recover from it how do we make sure they don't infect other people and then we keep going about our business because that is football is no matter what happens no matter you know this person goes down it's next man up coronavirus doesn't change it i don't remember who who brought this up to me recently but i've been it's really stuck in my mind where you're thinking about you know michael jordan and the flu game Hmm. or the number of teammates that you guys have probably had who had something something bad on friday night and got an iv and played and everyone says Look! Look at this. It's a hero performance. Yeah. He played through the flu. Right. Well, couldn't he have spread the flu? Like, yeah. <laughs> to the guys on the field? Like, I don't. I. I but they don't I, have I a. Vac- they like- don't have a vaccine. Everybody's scared about that. When it, they should be right. bending their knees, hydrating, and getting sleep. Right. <laughs> this is the number one way yeah. to prevent the coronavirus. Wash your hands. That's true. No, but all seriousness. Yeah, Gum Marlins had six, right six dudes, well, and, and it blew up right really quickly. And they're trying to figure out okay, games are being postponed and whatever. And now we're talking about you know um, high schools shutting it down. I'm absolutely tired of people wanting to shut things down and because they're too freaking lazy to have contingency plans. Like grow up and be a man and a woman and have multiple plans. Because when you just shut things down, then you want to put pressure on other people to shut their things down so we can all be wrong together, which is what will happen. Okay? So, that being said, quarantine for 14 days. I just went to the daggum freaking dentist. I couldn't get any closer to having somebody checking my breath, (laughs) coughing on people. What did the daggum do? Boom. Here's your temperature. Right? Again, I told you guys, I check my temperature every day. Like, I wear it all the time. I know how much I sleep. Like, there is ways that we're mitigating this. And also, hey, listen, if you're sick... Right? Guess what? Stay at home. Yeah. Poof, David Copperfield. Stop sending your kids into <laughs> Walmart. You know what I mean? Walking around, coughing all over everybody's stuff. But here's the other thing. Then we just had the thing with the basketball player in the bubble. Bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so again, I don't know how, the, how good the food is at a strip club, you know? But <laughs> regardless of that point, right, all student athletes, all high school athletes, all parents of high school athletes, all college students and their family and their roommates – all have a role to play in do I want to play football, right? Right. It's all about where you go, who you hang around. Again, we are probably a little closer, but I don't have a temperature. I don't have any symptoms. You can be asymptomatic. Well, I've been asymptomatic then for a daggum entire time, right? But that being said, like, I, I know where I am all the time, right? So we all have a role to play if we want to have these things. So just quarantining a team, the number one thing is Michigan State coming off a really bad year with the new head coach is two weeks behind the eight ball. You ain't coming back from two weeks behind the eight ball versus Ohio State or Penn State. Michigan, yeah, probably, but not these two, (laughs) right? That's real. Rutgers, not even talking about them. Irrelevant. But but relevancy in, in 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 the East, in the Big Ten. Right, so that's what it's doing. They are now at a competitive disadvantage. And here's what you say, guys: if you want to put yourself in that type of predicament for the things that we had accomplished for this year, make sure you check yourself before you wreck the team. Yeah. Right, because and it, honestly, I've said this before: everybody get the Gatorade bottle. Right. The duct tape and black. <laughs> right. Go get it. No. 
Everybody that's, knew. That's the Clemson plan. They should have done that two weeks ago, by the way. Mike, we're just playing the hits for you where I make fun of Rutgers every single week. <laughs> that's true. I love it. Poop, I love poop David Copperfield. But I just, you know, I think step one, if you're working backwards, I'm going to take your I idea. Like, I, like the way, I like the way you think, though, because backwards. we are having it. You have to. That if you, not, whoever made that decision, I, I don't mind playing soft. the devil's advocate on this one, though. I, I'm, my, my thing is, is oh, you're eating, I'm eating. Let's, think, let's, let's, think, let's think of this, you know, play it backwards. What happened if the season gets pushed or something of that nature that is very likely. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens to like a Tuscaloosa, Alabama? What happens to like a, a Death economic Valley, Clemson? Yep. Exactly. Like when it comes down to that economic impact uh, for those cities and those universities, I mean, that's kind of what those contingency pans are, are, are kind of backing because they know if they don't have those resources, they don't have those resources of those athletes on that football field, right. even 50%. I mean, the Texas, I mean, think, think about some of the hot spots. Like we got Texas uh, AD who came out and said like, hey, we, we, we're, we're going to play football and we're going to be at 50% capacity. Like, you think he's not saying that for that Big Ten network? <laughs> right. He's not saying that to make sure that those dollars yeah, are still rolling in? Well, they, 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 have, their own, they have their own that, network. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the big, uh, big, the big Longhorn. Texas Longhorn, Longhorn network. Yeah. yeah. That money, like the, those places. And then Ohio, we, we, we're a hotbed. Right, we're, we're like one of the. If you go, if you go to Ohio and go down to Texas, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. Right, what you know? What I mean, what does that look like traveling in and out of state? What the team is one thing. You can keep a team in a really plush hotel and give them some real good room service. But what about all those other people who is getting? You know, what I mean, you, you put a you know you put those big robes on them or those big alien joints and just make sure that they feed their food in a different way. Like, what type of protocols do you put for the people outside? And then you got my guy Lou Will, who's you know Atlantic City, and then you yeah. got those. That's the professional side of things. But listen, we're in a pandemic it's gonna look different this fall those magic city Get your pools. those magic city wings Cornos. got a lot of publicity over the weekend there's probably gonna be a real well, run of of takeout from the strip club so here's here's another thing i'm really hacked off about so you got this thing it's called the ncaa it's a sham yeah okay first off then you had the big 10 commissioner come out and eliminate all the all the non-conference play yeah. well guess what daggum oklahoma's doing they move their one up so they can go game by game by game Right? That's what they did. So my thing is this. So now I got Oklahoma playing a 13-game schedule. I got the Buckeyes playing 10. I like that. I'd rather play 10 than 13. But here's the thing. Why can't they all just get in a room together and say, hey, man, here's what our plans are going to be if we want to have a national championship right. this year. That makes sense. Right? Like, let, let's, again, let's sit down. Let's move our agendas aside. Like, go talk to Anthony Gonzalez. That's why politics suck. Everybody has their own agenda. And guess what? It's all about them getting back in office, not about serving people. Mm. That's the problem. So then all you got commissioners and you got all these (laughs) other people out there worried about their conference, their agenda, their money, as opposed to saying, okay, the student athletes are the one that drive this anyways. Mm. So let's have their safety and let's allow them to accomplish their dreams and their mission this season. What does that look like on a national scale? Guess what? Boom. Plus play and let's go and then we can adapt as we move forward in this pandemic, right? I want him on the head of the committee right here. <laughs> he could bring him together. They don't have man. too many common sense. Plus, I don't speak professional. I just say poof, David Copperfield, <laughs> bam, tack and dominate, bro. Bend your knees. Bend your knees. You got the yeah. facts in a one line for sure. All right, I got make- All our Buckeyes. Buc- yeah. Yes, the gentleman from Texas has the floor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go oh, Bucks. Bucks. Yes, next guy over there. All right, I got to make a bold prediction here. All right, here do it. Go. So we're seeing right now that the smaller programs and the programs that don't bring enough money in with football, right. they're having a hard time adjusting to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing other other colleges shutting down a bunch of different athletics programs just because it's not economically viable for them. Mm-hmm. But those big programs, you know, your Ohio State, your Alabamas, your Clemsons, and the other 10 or whatever it is, right. 
everybody understands that for the cities that they're in, for the programs, for the players that are there, it doesn't make sense to shut down, regardless of what the situation is. It makes dollars. It don't make dollars. Do- yeah. It, regardless of the situation, the reaction to it isn't, okay, well, maybe we should close it down. The reaction is, all right, we got to figure out how to keep it up. Mm-hmm. This is just pushing the point that's kind of been percolating for a while now that we need a conference composed of the 15 best teams in the in the country Ooh, you about to take it there you're huh? talking about what what is coronavirus forcing all of this different stuff that coronavirus has been kind of everything's been sitting under the under the blankets and coronavirus bringing it out mm. you can't tell me that people's not people aren't looking at that saying you know well if we know that these 10 other places no matter what are not shutting down and all of these That's okay big. we're not we're, we're not doing conference play and now three people in my conference can't play so ohio state can only play six teams well hell let's go play alabama let's yeah. go play oregon let's go play oklahoma let's go play clemson that's some contingency plans it's kind of right? that's talking about yeah, contingency goes, i know no, i know no, no, you're absolutely it's harder you're, than that no but. but no you're absolutely correct because at the end of the day that's why there's going to eventually be four conferences with 16 teams mm. Because not everybody can keep up with the Joneses. I don't care how many people donate to what, yeah, right? Right. Like, they're going to go find the ones that want to compete and want to do it at something, and they're going to say, okay, here's the standard of excellence that everybody has to abide by when you come in this. And they, But the NCAA has to, again, yeah. I hope it's not them. Here's the problem with Dash Legs, and I don't want to start a whole new show because I think Mike is right. <laughs> 15 to 20 is what we're talking about. If you're talking about four 16-team leagues, I got news for you. There are not 64 teams that can no, compete with Ohio no. State, Texas, no. Alabama, Oklahoma. Well, uh, again, it's, it's fine. Here's- I know, but, but but again, it's not just the MAC that the Big Ten is propping up. It's not just the Sun Belt that the SEC is propping up. That's the bottom half of the Big Ten. Oh, Rutgers 100%. would not exist. They should not be in that league. No, they wouldn't. Maryland should not be in that league. They just they can't. Northwestern right. shouldn't be in that league. All right, it's brutal. The bottom half of the Big Ten is also being propped up by Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, and so if you're going to cut it, then let's cut it. Let's have an uh, the second NFL, which is these 32 teams. Yeah, you got your farm. There you leagues. go, 32. I like 32. You got your farm leagues. I mean, take a take a a lesson from the English soccer. Yeah, they got four different leagues of 15 to 20 teams, and earn it. You can have relegation. You know, uh, why would I go to why would he I go to Michigan? Real in soccer. Yeah. That's promotion, amazing. That's promotion and relegation. Yeah. Props to you, bro. There are ways to do it. I didn't this. know you had that side to you. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Brandon. Trade. That's a Brandon Beam influence. <laughs> That's a Brandon Beam, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I, there are ways to do it so that, you know, Ohio State isn't going and putting up 70 on Rutgers every year. That, that's, I don't, you know, I get that it pays Rutgers Rutgers a million dollars or whatever it is. Right. They don't do anything for anybody other than that. Like, right. Well, you know, it's it, really what it looks like. It looks like. Ohio high school football, right? You got a 1A, 2A, exactly. 3A, 4A, right? You go win the state championship. You go win the national championship as a 4. We have all those different things mm-hmm. because I completely agree with you. COVID is basically showing the schools that allowed other sports to have, like, mm-hmm. to have other they sports. Have, right. Like, they, they knew they were going to have to cut these at some time, and this just gave them the excuse to, we can we can pass it all, pass the buck on to mm-hmm. because of COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why we're doing it. But they automatically needed to go because they were – you know, sucking money out of the program for a long time. Mm-hmm. Boom! I see you, bro. Just coming right. in here. That's why do my best. That's why Michael <laughs> Bennett is in here. Doug Worthington, Anthony Schlegel, Jay Z was hanging out early on. I'm just Dude, Austin man. Ward. I know we could keep going on this because we got a lot of ideas, but we also have to do a show next week, so we might as well hold That's on true. to something. Yeah. This has been Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. For all these guys, uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you next week.